Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You are cl- currently listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.7 or 88. You are currently joined by your hosts, Lawson and Monica, who will speak to us for herself in three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I confess I was busted, caught out again, um, had forgotten to grab the prize out of the prize box. I was like, no, nice. I can't do it. Can't do it. I have to do it. Uh, Lawson to fill in for me while I quickly raced across the, uh, the prize box. Lawson, we are up to our... Third clue, is it? Mm-hmm. Third clue of the quiz. Third clue of our breakfast Bible quiz. I hope you're eating your wheat bix and uh, working out those brain cells, uh, trying to figure out what our answer is. It is a who am I quiz. And uh, let me just or let me just remind people that if you'd like to go and listen to all the clues again, you can jump across to our Instagram. Our Instagram handle is faithfmlive, all lowercase one word. And uh, you can click on our profile picture and a little video will pop up. It's only live for 24 hours. And uh, and you'll see Lawson and myself and some of the antics we get up to in between yeah, segments. Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, you'll also get to hear the clues again because it's all recorded and put up there. So third clue, who am I? I brought Joseph from the Ishmaelites. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> if you know who that is, you know what to do. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. And today's prize, Lawson, I'm very pleased to announce, is a beautiful copy of Patriarchs and Prophets. Oh, awesome. Have awesome. you read this book? I am in the midst of reading it right now. It's actually a really great book. It so Patriarchs and Prophets amazing. by E.G. White, uh, one of the most amazing books. I think you'll probably find the story um, of the answer to our quiz in this book. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, so it's a really great book. Um, you definitely want to get your hands on that. If you know the answer, buzz in with it, and uh, and we will send that to you free of charge. It's actually a huge book. It's a nice, yeah. big, thick book. So a nice, thick, big copy of uh, Patriarchs and Prophets uh, by E.G. White by giving us the answer to the quiz. Mm. Now, it is time to dive deeply mm-hmm. into our 20 million movement of Bible studies. So we have our yes. encounter with God. Uh, we're continuing on with our study in the book of Revelation. There's yeah. just so much in Revelation. Revelation is just the most incredible Man, book we're like, study. been going, this is the fifth day, and we're like, yeah, if now you had one book in the Bible two. that you're allowed to study, make it Revelation. Revelation, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Honestly, like, Man, I, I've sort of been in this place where I ha- I wouldn't say avoiding, but like just really intimidated to study the book of Revelation. Like it is I, pretty scary. I've studied it like with people before and, you know, I have a really good understanding, especially of, you know, the, the doctrinal elements that come out of Revelation. Um, but in terms of the, the entire narrative and understanding all the, the prophecy that's going on, it's, it's something that is, it's quite intimidating. Well, aren't there some religions that actually ban you studying the book of Revelation? Man. And I, I think one or two chapters of Daniel. I, well, I definitely know that there are a couple chapters of Daniel that are banned by Judaism, for example. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Daniel chapter 9 is one. If you try and calculate the days of, of Daniel chapter 9, that it says that your eyes will fall out of your head. Um, oh, wow. Which is pretty wild. Um, and well, I've, I've studied Daniel chapter 9 repeatedly, and my eyes are doing just fine. Yeah, just same, FYI, everyone. Same. I'm pretty good, and so, you know. Uh, I don't even wear glasses, not even contact lenses. My eyes are fine. You should give it a but, try. But I think any ban on studying the book of Revelation would come from a place of, you know, the Revelation just shows 
you know, it shows the truth. It shows the any truth ban the on setting the Bible, any part of the Bible would originate with the devil. Let yeah. me just say that right now. But it would come from an organization that has something to lose from people understanding. That's right. Something to hide, something to lose. Yeah, so, correct. So yeah, we're just sort of in this place now. We're so lucky, you know, living in the 21st century so in, in a Western country. Yeah, yeah blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, <laughs> that we that we live in, in in a Western country that we can have Bibles and we can study a such a controversial book like the book of revelation and we do need to take advantage of that because the book of revelation does prophesy that things are gonna get pretty crazy towards the end 100 percent. and uh we we might not have that freedom for too much longer so yeah Mm. time to study is now if you ever you know thought about studying studying the book of revelation let us inspire you uh to join us every morning here on faith fm the breakfast show um to study the book of revelation with us and of course by yourself um, of course, if you'd like to get a copy of the study guide that we use, um, and this is incidentally how 20 million people do the same study at the same time mm. around the world altogether. Everyone has a copy of um, this study guide. Just, I, I know some people are like, but how? Well, do you know what? Like, look how many millions of people around the world have a copy of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or even just a copy of the Bible itself. Yeah, like, it's just like that. Everyone um, gets a copy of this study guide. It's printed around the world, mm-hmm. uh, printed out four times a year, and uh, and you can get your own copy uh, in Australia if you'd like to head to Better Books and Food, or you can go online, or you can give us a call. We'll point you in the right direction. You get e- your own copy of it. Even can- a local church, you yeah, know, would be yeah. Head to your local church, and then you can get a copy there, guides. or just get it for free online. There's a PDF that's released for free. Dude, I, I have the you can app. Print it out. It, you can get it on the, the app as well. The School quarterly app, yeah, yeah. and it's banger because it also like it, it has hyperlinks and different things where it'll be referencing a verse, and you click on the verse, and then you say open verse, and then you can be reading the verse, and it's it's just awesome. Yeah, it's great. So that's how that's how it's done. Um, and if you and if you would like to um get a copy of it, just you know let us know or just mm-hmm. go search it. Um, yeah, print it out for free. You don't have to spend. It. It's only like yeah. three bucks or something. But yeah, so that's how we do the same study together. That's how twenty million people 20 around the world million. do. So let's dive in. All right, so... Where did we leave off yesterday? We left off, um, you know, over the last couple of days, we've been having this sort of introduction to the book of Revelation and the messages that it's going to be given. We we established... Um, well, we established on Monday and Tuesday with Lyle that this is a blessed book, and he who reads mm. it will be blessed. Um, for the sake of understanding, you know, God is, you know, giving incentive that this is something that needs to be understood, Amen. essentially. Um, we looked at on Wednesday Jesus being the high priest, and, and we determined that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, the work that Jesus is is doing here, and the work that Jesus is doing at the moment is is the work of the high priest. He's working for the intercession of souls in heaven, um, you know, for, for the forgiveness of people. So that was that was really cool. That's when um, you know John is 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 taken up in vision, and, and we get introduced to that setting. Yesterday we established what the messages will be like, and the messages describe uh, describe things. Um, Things that you have seen, and things that which are, and things that will take place after this, and from that we establish the the threefold understanding of the messages that we're you know about to get into in the Book of Revelation. We understood the historical application of these you know messages that you know the 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 church that we're going to be looking at today is the the church of Ephesus. Ephesus was a real church in first century, you know. Um, Roman in the first century Roman Empire, and this message was talking to them. We also s- established the prophetic meaning of of each message that it would correspond to a particular period of time that we're going to be talking about today. 
Um, and also we establish the universal meaning that these ultimately describe different states or different places that you could be in in your Christian walk. Um, and you know, different advice that that God gives to that to to help you through that. So, yeah, it's just awesome. And now we've actually come to finally on this lovely Friday morning, we're going to be getting into the first message of the Book of Revelation. Monica, yes, do you want to read for me Revelation chapter two, verse one to seven? Here we go. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. Ooh, mm. awesome. So we see we see again that this is Jesus introducing this book here. He's like the one who stands among the seven gold lampstands. He's the one giving the message. Yeah. Do you want to continue on reading for us? Just write down to the next... Um, to the next paragraph, so verses 2 to verse 7. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. I have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Ooh, mm. we get introduced to this this message here, and and there are some man. Jesus is saying some things here. Yeah, he, he is, really is. He's giving. Uh, he is, you know, rebuking, but he's giving advice. He's giving encouragement at the same time. But we're going to continue with this study and and pick it up right after this. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Man, I love that little da 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 da. The end. Um, yeah, continuing on here, we've just read this message um, to the book of Ephesus. And often, you know, when we read the Bible, um, we're reading one side of a conversation. Mm. You know, when we're, especially when you look at something like the epistles of Paul. Where, where Paul is writing to a situation, he's writing to a group of people, you know, giving them advice, and you got to, you know, go through and think, okay, if, if Paul is telling the Hebrews, or if Paul is telling the Ephesians, or if Paul is telling the, the Galatians or the, the Corinthians to do a certain thing, he's often responding to something that they're struggling with. Not all the time, um, but usually he, in that case, he'll bring up certain, certain examples, you know, uh, for example, in the in the book of Corinthians, there is some really messed up sexual misconduct happening in that church, and he brings up the example, and then and then goes on to to give them advice and, and rebuke um, and whatnot for that particular for that particular problem. And and here in the book of Revelation, it's the same thing. Um, as we see this message to the church, there's obviously it's you know it's saying hey there you, you know these things are doing good you know. Get on you. Yeah, it's like encourage and then problem and solution yeah. and encourage again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so let's let's open up. Let's start with what's the first thing that Jesus actually says about the church. We read in verse two. It says, "I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil." And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and found them liars. This tells me that this church knows their Bible mm. more than anyone else. Of course, in this time, you know, in in this particular um, in this particular time period, they didn't have a compiled Bible that didn't come to a you know a couple hundred years later. But these people had the scriptures. And they tested their apostles and they, they found those who are liars and they, they drove them, you know, those who are openly preaching heresy and trying to sway people and they tr- um, drove them out. These are clearly people who know the scriptures. These are clearly people who understand the importance of the word of they're God. They're not newbies. You know, yeah, they, they're like scholars, like they're, they're Bible students. Uh, the one thing that points out to me is that they're not lazy either. They're yeah. not just like, they're not chill. They're not just like, oh, yeah, you know, like yeah, the Bible is cool, but no, they're, they're intense. They're like, yeah, like we know our stuff. We know what God wants us to do. And, you know, it says here, you know, false apostles have come and, and lies have come and they've, you know, drove them away and they've tested that, you know, the big thing here is that they're not, they don't just cast judgment on them for, for no reason. It says that they've tested the apostles, which I think is is a very valuable very valuable attribute to have, mm. you know, to, to know your Bible. But, you know, the Bible says if, <laughs> the truth will set you free. And the Bible was written, you know, by inspiration from God. So it is the truth. Um, the biggest disservice that we can do to ourselves is, is the disservice of ignorance, of not knowing. Because then we can just come astray, like, you know, go astray like anything. We can really get out of shape. Um, you know, if we, if we don't know... <laughs> you know, it's hard to say, oh, what, what do I need to know that I don't know? But, you know, the Bible really, it, it, it's written to be read. That's right. It's written to, the, to be read. And these people, they've read their, their scriptures. They, they know what's true. And, and they've taken it literally. This is another thing that um, modern Christianity, you know, in, in the mainstream sort of sex, um, you know, they're getting a lot of pressure from the secular world to stop taking the Bible literally. This is one thing we're seeing. I remember last year there was the big issue over... Uh, there was a woman named Margaret Court. She was a professional tennis player, an, an amazing Australian tennis player. Um, but she is a very avid Bible-believing Christian. Mm. And in the midst of... Well, it wasn't last year. It was actually 2017. Man, it's getting, <laughs> get, getting me all out that of... That January issue that we had. All out of shape. Yeah. But yeah, um, in, in, in the 2017, um, you know, in the midst of the whole gay marriage vote um she was in an interview and she openly said you know i'm a christian and and i don't believe that gay marriage is the correct thing um and she was slammed to the point where there's there's an arena actually uh named after a margaret court arena and margaret court arena has a twitter page and it was so just funky and weird they were condemning margaret court for the they're door. coming after it? Yeah, that oh. Margaret Court Arena was coming after Margaret Court, but there was, you know, petitions to say, oh, Margaret Court, you know, you're not allowed to... The, one of the big arguments was like, why are you taking the Bible so literally? Yes. You shouldn't take the Bible that literally. And it's like, 
And again, I, I spoke on this yesterday, and it's an issue that's so close to my heart, is that the Bible doesn't exist to just be an in- ambiguous book full of stories. Because if you things. don't take it literally, it's just a fairy tale, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is just a fairy tale. If you don't take it literally, if you don't take what it's saying on board, then it, it's just, what's what what's even the point? Mm, what's exactly. even the point? Um, but no, the Bible is a literal real book, and the Ephesians know that. And they're taking what it says literally, and they're holding fast to conviction, and they're not letting, um, they're not letting the outside world pressure them, and 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 lead them astray into things that that aren't correct. Um, you know, it it, can, it continues to say that in verse three, it says, "And you have preserved, uh, persevered, sorry, and have patience, and have laboured for my name's sake, and have not become wearied." This is the other amazing point about the Church of Ephesus is the fact that they. They labor and they persevere and they have patience for the sake of the Lord. You know, the thing the thing that gets us is laziness, man. It's true. In, it's true. In our in our twenty first century Australian context where we live so comfortably, laziness is the biggest plague. And I'm not saying this uh, from, you know, I'm not trying to go around and and condemn people because I'm just as much as guilty as as anyone else. And, you know, I can really attest to that because I work for the church. I labor for the church, but I know that laziness is something that even I struggle with, you know, being on point all the time, um, taking the initiative. It's, it's something for an Australia that you really need to like overcome and, and transcend yourself and your culture and, and how you've been brought up. I know for myself anyway. But yeah, he's saying, hey, you, you guys you guys know what's up. You're not lazy. You know, you don't just sit around. You're not just, you know, doing doing your own thing and, 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 and not reaching out. No, you're, you're laboring for my name's sake. And, and what is the work and the labor that God has called us to? It's the work of the Great Commission. You know, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, um, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I'm always with you even to the end of the age. This is our job, essentially. This is the commission that God has given us. Like, if, if there is anything that we could be doing for the church, it is winning souls for Jesus. You know, and, and that looks different for different people in different capacities, but... I think overall the purpose of our church and the purpose of the work that we do as a church is to win people. And what the Bible is saying here is like, hey, Ephesians, you're doing it. You're out there. You're winning people. You know, you're holding fast to doctrine. But you're, yeah, you're teaching people the things that I've commanded you to teach them. Um, and it's, it, they're just doing, they're doing really well. But then we come to this statement, this this word, the cringe word, the the pivot in the conversation. And it kind of makes you wonder how they got there. And it's like, yeah. nevertheless. Uh-huh. It's like, ooh. <laughs> but, however, however, one moment, please. What, oh, yeah. man, that, that word is just the worst. You know, like so many rejections have started off with but or, you know, uh-huh. maybe, maybe, maybe in a former time, nevertheless, you know. Hey, I really like you. Nevertheless, yeah. I just want to be your friend. <laughs> friend zone. <laughs> ouch, ouch. But um, here, yeah, Jesus is, he said, hey, there are some good things. You guys are doing this well. Nevertheless. And it's like, oof. Uh, okay. Well, let's see what this nevertheless is. It says, nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Ooh. It's harsh, hard. harsh rebuke. Yeah, you have left your first love. Well, what is what does this actually mean? To to 
to leave your first love. Monica, what do you what do you think it means to for someone who's left their first love? I, th- I think it means that they've um, slid away from their relationship with Jesus. Mm, yeah. Slid away with their relationship with Jesus. I, I see that in this context. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it would would be would be meaning. I think in a, in a more general context, to leave your first love, it's like you know when you, you, people who are married um, can attest, or you know people who are in relationships um, that didn't go well could probably attest to this. You know that. When you start off your relationship, um, sorry, I just had to smack a fly and it got away. Uh, but people in relationships, you know, it starts off good. They start off pumped in this relationship and then they can feel that decline of, you know, that feeling towards that person. But we're going to continue with this study right after this. This is Lauren Daigle with Trust in You. Letting go of every single dream. Each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior
Welcome back. It is The Breakfast Show. It's Mon and Lawson here this morning. Man, I wish I could have unmuted that microphone just like 10 seconds earlier. You could have heard Lawson absolutely going for it. Ah. Just singing along there with Lauren we Daigle. We go hard here. It's a good song. Good song. Lauren Daigle, she's really killing it right now. Dude, she is, she is up album. there in the charts. Yeah, she's she's, doing she's a good job. winning. But, Mon, we have another clue for the quiz. Yes. Okay, so who am I? This is our fourth clue. This is getting really easy now. I put Joseph in charge of all my household. Ooh, who is that? That's getting easy. Come on, guys. We all know who that is. Mm-hmm. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. Get yourself a copy of Patriarchs and Prophets. Amazing book. We didn't actually say what the book was about, did we? <laughs> well, the bu- It goes I, through I, like the first few um, books of the Bible yeah. and just elaborates on them. And it's just one of the most incredible, faith-affirming, mm. heartwarming books. It's, it's essentially uh, a very in-depth and, you know, amazing Bible commentary. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes from the pre-creation to King Saul. Yeah. Um, and it's just, just awesome. Awesome, awesome yeah. book. Incredible book. I'm reading it book. at the moment and it is just... Actually, one of the, the first Christian books I ever read and I'm so glad I did. Really, mm. it was amazing firm foundation for my faith. Anyway, we're looking at Revelation and we're talking about yes. this, uh, this... What church is it? The Naughty Church? The Ephesus Church? Ephesus, yeah, Ephesus Church. church. Come, come on, Mon. Get your There's in the seven game. of them. I have forgotten which one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've been talking about Ephesus and we started off by, by introducing um, their works and it was like, their works are good. You know, they're... They're 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 you know shunning people who are who are heretics and who are trying to lead them astray and false apostles because they know their Bible mm-hmm. not not so much shunning them but but you know being in a place where they know the truth and saying hey like you know we're not going to listen to you because like you're you're trying to lead us astray um, they work for the Lord you know they they're going out and they're they're winning people but then. Nevertheless, we brought up that that evil that evil cringy word that is often the uh, the foundation of a rejection. Um, we we brought up nevertheless, and it and he says the first thing he says is that you've lost your first love. And we determined that this first love, as as uh, man, I nearly nearly called you Lauren, as as Mon said. <laughs> We're talking about Lauren Daigle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as, as Mon says said, the first love is that close relationship with Jesus. Um, and I brought up the the um, I brought up the the example of a relationship that's gone bad. You know, a, 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 someone has a relationship with a you know boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife, and and when you start that relationship, you know you're really infatuated with that person, and and you're just stoked on life, and you know you, in in a modern context, you're like texting them all the time and calling them all the time, and it's just like life is good, and you're loving it, and then you know maybe months or years down the track, you start to, you know, you're not too into it anymore and, mm-hmm. and there are things that you're struggling with and and you're not as stoked on on being in that relationship. And that's essentially what Jesus is, is charging them with here. He's saying like, hey, like, sure, you know, you're, you know, going along with this relationship um, because you know it's the truth and, and you know it's right, but, it's you're, like a relationship where you're on autopilot, but it's lost yeah, all the magic. Yeah. It's it's just yeah, lost all the magic. That's, yeah. a, that's you're on a perfect autopilot. Word. Yeah, um, you're going through the motions, and, it, and it's extremely unsustainable. A mm. relationship like that, when you know, when something comes up that really shakes your faith, mm-hmm. or you know, in in a relationship context, you know, say you go through some really hard times with with that person in the relationship, it's just like. You get to a point where it's like, man, why do I even bother continuing if it's if it's so difficult? Because you don't have that 
that love to persevere. And Jesus is saying, like, hey, your perseverance and your work has been so great, but you've come to this place now where you've lost that first love. And anything that, that comes along and shakes your faith is going to make you stumble and fall. He, he says here in verse 5, he says, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I'll come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Wow. So Jesus is even saying, repent of this. Repent of this, um, because you know the whole thing about it, it's called a relationship with Jesus. That's what salvation is: is having a relationship. And if you're not invested in a relationship, man, I can attest, and a lot of people can attest that in real life, if you're not invested in a relationship, it's probably the worst place you can be because you're ultimately wasting your time. And Jesus is saying here, like, hey, you are really wasting your time by not being invested in this relationship you need to repent and and get back into this and and try and win back that first love and but he actually gives some advice here on how how you do that he's like you want to you do you want to win your first love do the first works it's like the things that you were doing when you were in love with that person you know go back and do that Mm -hmm. um which it's described here you know what were those works they were doing they were they were patient and they were persevering and they were doing uh, work for the Lord and they knew their Bible and, and he's like, hey, just 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 go back and do that stuff. We can talk about it in our context today. Like, what are some of the works we do? We can do to get closer to the Lord where we can, you know, read our Bible and we can pray and connect to God in those ways. We can work for the Lord and connect to God in that way. Why? Because, you know, we need to have that relationship strong. You know, as you mentioned um, earlier, the book of Revelation describes events that are going to happen in our time that are just going to be so gnarly and extreme and hectic, and a lot of them are already happening around the world, like people who are being killed for their faith. And it's like, how are they in a place where they can withstand that? And it's because they have such a love for God and such a love for Jesus that, that they're willing to go through that. Um, so, yeah, ultimately here it's like this is also a lesson for us. If we're in a place where we've lost our first love we need to to come back to jesus and repent and you know we need to say okay god i want to get back to the first works that i was doing originally with you finally the thing i want to talk about is the prophetic application of this passage um, because we've talked here about you know the 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 historical application and and what the church of ephesus looked like at the time we talked about how it applies to us this prophetically um applies to the Christian church between the the ages of of around 31 AD to 100 AD. So well, I'm going to say a, a little bit later. Um in, in the mid 30 ADs to the 100 ADs. You know, in that time the the church was working, man. Jesus had just left earth and they had been filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they started off, you know, Paul, you got you know, you famous apostles like Paul and Peter who were just going going hard um peter's working in jerusalem and and paul is out with you know barnabas or silas or whoever it is as a missionary going to foreign lands and winning people um and he's doing amazing work and 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 it's going so well and they're persevering and 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 winning people um but in in that time you can imagine um what the what the bible's describing here is that they come to a place where they're, yeah, they've labored for the Lord and they've done the works, but they've come to a place where they're like, oh man, like they're struggling with their faith. They've lost their first love. Um, and, you know, they, they need to, to win it back. This 
church is actually, pr- uh, you know, after after the the loveless church comes the persecuted church, which is a church that God ha- holds in high esteem, and we're going to be seeing the um, the prophetic application of that and, and the time in which the, the the persecuted church exists, um, and that really nails home this this idea of 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 the loveless church being in that time period of thirty, you know, around mid thirties AD to one hundred AD. But yeah, essentially, this is this is what this is what God is saying to them, like, hey, you know. You guys, you you've done awesome work to expand the church, and you're winning people, and you know you're you're tested, you know you've tested the apostles, and you've you've staying true to doctrine, but ultimately you need to you need to get back to your first love, and and that makes sense as advice because they spent time on earth with Jesus, you know, literally in that real life relationship, and it's like, hey, I want you guys to get back to that, you know, that place that you were in when Jesus was still on earth. So yeah. If you want to get back to that place, we recommend that you do start studying your Bible and praying again. And uh, in the meantime, this is Andrew Peterson with Canaan Bound.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
By Josh Cunningham, Light of the World. We have, oh, let me see. Do we have, yes, indeed, we have one last clue for our breakfast Bible quiz, which is a Who Am I quiz. The last clue is this I placed Joseph in prison after my wife lied to me, saying that he had assaulted her. Ooh. <laughs> Very famous story. I don't think we ever actually knew the wife's name, we just knew her as so and so's wife, which is incidentally the answer to the quiz. Ah, uh, yeah, so she uh, came on pretty strong to him and he said no and left his clothes in her hand and mm. ran out. What a good guy. Yeah, and then she kept his clothes and went and tattled to her husband and switched up the story, lied and said that he had tried to assault her and she had his clothes as proof. And Rough, so this yeah. guy, um, yeah, threw Joseph in prison, which is kind of sad. If you know who that is, you know who we're talking about, give us a call. It's not Joseph, it's not the wife, it's the dude. It's Tell the, us the answer, you'll get guy. a prize this morning. Okay, it is time for Q of the D. Lawson, are you ready for this? Yes, I'm I, ready. I warned everyone that you were going to have to do some uh, some hard tasks today and Ooh. tell people about... <laughs> people don't like to hear when they're sinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't like to hear. So, Lawson, this morning's question, is breaking the Sabbath a sin? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the first place when you need to start in, in understanding if breaking the Sabbath is a sin is knowing what a sin is. You know, so, what is sin? What is sin? Well, the Bible describes uh, sin very clearly in in First John, First John chapter three um, and verse four. It says, "Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. For sin is lawlessness." I love what the King James version see, says here. It's like sin is transgression of the law. So that's what a sin is. A sin is breaking the law. And you got to think well. If, if sin is breaking the law, then it's breaking the Sabbath for sin. Well, where where is the Sabbath, you know, placed? Where, where does the Sabbath come from? Is it just something that is made up? Is it something that's brushed over? Like, hey, you know, like it'd be, it'd be cool for you to, to, to keep the Sabbath, you know? Is it a piece of advice that, that God gives? Um, or does it come from somewhere else <laughs> that, you know, this is, this is so clear. You go to Exodus chapter 20. It's literally in the Ten Commandments. The foundation of God's law on earth, well, you know, the official foundation being of the law is love. And then the next step from that love is the sort of, you know, love of God and love of man. And the next step from that is the Ten Commandments. Um, And the Ten Commandments are literally a transcript of the basic law of earth. And and it's, you know, I read it there in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, in it you shall do no work. And, you know, it goes on about how no one should do work, and it's, you know, a memorial of creation and whatnot. So it's super, super clear to me, is keeping is, is, is breaking the Sabbath a sin? Well, yeah. But then the question always comes up, and I, and I actually love this question because I love explaining it to people. Um, 
you know, someone comes to me and says, what if someone's never even heard about the Sabbath or the Bible or any law for that fact? You know, they're a mountain man living in the mountains and they just like chill and, and, and they, they, they don't know anything about the Bible, anything about the law. Never heard How about are they it, yeah. possibly supposed to know that they need to keep the Sabbath? Um, you know, that, that just seems straight up unfair. Well, Romans chapter 2 and, and verses 12 to 16, I'm just going to quickly breeze through this, gives us amazing insight. It says, For as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and as many as have sinned in the law will all will be judged by the law. Um, then it goes, it has a parenthesis here. It says, For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are, are a law to themselves, who show the works of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves and their thoughts accusing them or excusing them. In the day, of, uh, in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Essentially what the Bible is saying here is that God judges us on what we know. You know, God has given every man a conscience and has put law on every man's heart. And even if we don't know, you know, for example, to the the specific law of keeping the Sabbath or the specific law of, say, you know, the health laws or whatnot, um, we know that, you know, we, we have a conscience and we know that we'll be, you know, judgment will be passed on what we know. Because, for example, you think of a even you know a secular person who has never heard the law of any Bible, or, or you know they've never heard about the Sabbath or the law of God or the Bible. You know, in their secular city, there'll probably be, be a law that says, you know, thou shalt not murder. You know, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal or bear false witness. We, that comes straight from the Bible. But there will be laws like that in their society, and they'll have a conscience, you know, against that or. Or for that, and you know, if they keep those laws, then they're good, and if they don't, then they're sinning, you know, even if they don't know the law of God. So, it's essentially, you know, because when we talk about is it a sin to to break the Sabbath, you know, we're talking about that in context of like, is it something that if I do, I'll lose my salvation? You know, if I hold on to that sin, and it's like, well, if you know that the Sabbath is the seventh day and you're supposed to keep it, you know, well, well, yeah, you know, if someone shared with you the Sabbath and you're hardening your heart and going against it, well, yeah, but if you don't know, well. That's between you and God, and we so, should yeah. be we should be gentle with people who don't know the truth. So don't mm. go around yelling at people who've never heard of the Sabbath. Thank you very much for answering that question, Lawson. If you have a question, give us a call. Our number is one eight hundred Faith FM.
Welcome back. You are listening to the Faith FM Breakfast Show, which has come to a finish. We are going to give away a giveaway total for free. We're going to give a giveaway away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is give that a, terrible, give, give, terrible uh, uh, English? Away, away. <laughs> it is Lawson's last show this morning. Not last show forever, just until either one of us, Lyle or myself, are gone again. Uh, but it's Lawson's uh, uh, last show for the time being until Lyle comes mm-hmm. back. And so Lawson's decided to have himself some fun. So I let him pick out the giveaway that we are going to be sending out for free to one blessed listener. And he's decided to pick out a Spanish book. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, um, I've i seen this book in the giveaway pile for a little bit, and I'm like, man, I just want to give this away. Yes. Um, essentially, this is the book Ministry of he- Healing, but the, the Spanish edition. It's called El Ministerio de Curación. Yes. Okay, so Ministry of Healing in Spanish. Yeah. If you speak Spanish or read Spanish, or maybe if you know someone who speaks Spanish or reads Spanish, you have uh, a friend in Spanish, or you're someone in your congregation, maybe... Time to call is now 1-800-FAITH-FM. First person through gets this. This is such an incredible book. It just goes through all the ways in which um, we can, you know, in a, in a godly way, remedy our life of, of, of the problems that we face today. And it has such amazing chapters, such as Ministerio Entres Los Ricos um, has another amazing chapter, La Cura Mental. Um, look, it's just just You're having of, too much fun with this, aren't you? I, oh, mate, I love it. Uh, it's then, actually not the first time we've given away a Spanish item on our show. And the last time we gave away a Spanish Bible, like three or four people called up for it. Yeah. Oh, it's even got a chapter called La Madre. So La Madre, that means the mother. Yeah. So yeah, if you're yeah. a mum and you need yeah, to Yeah, exactly. This. So yeah, give us a call now. We do have uh, one, only one copy of this. This is a bit of an anomaly, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> just give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Uh, we love our Spanish listeners as well, of course. Um, if you would like to study the Bible, by the way, also give us a call because we can set you up with however you'd like to study, online, in a group setting, mm. small group setting, uh, one-on-one. We can make that happen for you. We love having you on board for The Breakfast Show. We'll see you again on Monday morning. As I gaze upon the heavens All the wonders of your hands What are we that you bit of dust in this vast expanse. We are here, but for a moment, we take a breath and then work on. Yet you you
Thank you.